For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three-year-olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of our horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together and that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get the show started. The weather has been really hot in Ireland recently, so I decided it'd be nice to go for a walk in hand with Matilda up the field and over to our pond. So I put her halter on her and I walked her towards the gate. Now, she wasn't too sure where we were going, but once we were at the gate, the penny dropped and she picked up her ears towards the fields. So I opened the gate, got her through, closed it behind me, and we were going for a walk in hand for a couple of reasons. So number one, it was just too hot to do much. Honestly, the weather in Ireland, it's one of those weird heat waves that we don't normally have in Ireland that's going on at the minute. Kind of the heat wave that by like 10 o'clock in the morning, you're like, okay, that's hot enough. We're just going to go back into the house until it's cooler in the evening, which really the only time I've kind of been in this kind of condition is in Australia. Actually, when I was filming um, filming uh, the Softfield and Light Horses documentary for, for Steve Halfpenny, it was, I think it got up to over 40 degrees out there, which was a little crazy. So it was the same situation situation you just go out really you wake up the second it's bright outside at like 6 or 6 30 in the morning and then you stop by about half nine or ten o'clock it was crazy so we're not quite at Australian conditions <laughs> weather conditions here in Ireland but it's still it's pretty hot so really I was just thinking if we went for a walk in hand that'd be fine it would suit the weather and we could just do a little bit I also wanted to separate Ozzy for or separate Matilda from Ozzy for a little while and just make sure that she was still okay on her own she has been living with Ozzy all summer in the paddock, so I just didn't want her to start to get herdbound. So I wanted to check that out as well. And also, we hadn't actually gone on this walk together for a while, so I thought it would be a nice way just to spend time together and to do something different. So off we went. Now, I have to tell you, Matilda and I have done a lot of groundwork together. She has been through all of the exercises in the Trail Brave program. So we walked shoulder to shoulder up the field. I don't like horses that walk miles behind you. I don't like horses that are dragging you out the front. So we walked shoulder to shoulder on a loose rope. And the more we walked, and it was beautiful. Like there's, you know, there's little animals buzzing and flies buzzing around. And it's, it's really pretty up there. But the more we walked the more that she really relaxed and she did some big sighs and a few yawns and we started off walking near the other horses 
Um, but then we went away and also I was adding in some basic groundwork like a little bit of stopping, uh, starting again, a few little turns and rollbacks and walk, all without me having to pull on the lead rope. So I really like my groundwork to look like it's a dance. And also when you can do it that way, you can easily transition it to Liberty. You can do the same things, just take off the head color, it works pretty well. But the main thing was there was slack in the lead rope all the time. Okay, so you never should you should never ever pull on your horse. It's and a lot of times, of course, people aren't aware they're doing it, which is actually the biggest issue. Because once you become aware, every time you pull your horse, then you can go, okay, well, I need to do something different or figure out something or figure something else out, I should say. But just that awareness is probably the biggest thing to get people to figure out. But anyway, the whole time that we were walking around the fields, Matilda was very relaxed. She was loving the whole thing, and eventually we ended up at the pond beside the cattle. Now the pond wasn't as full as usual because we haven't had rain here in in probably at least two weeks I'd imagine. So the edges were kind of dry mud. So we walked down to the edges and we had a look at the cattle who were next door, quite happy. And generally we just enjoyed being out in the country by ourselves. Now at this stage, Matilda was glowing with happiness and she stood next to the pond in the dried mud and she did another huge sigh, relaxed her hind leg and pretty much looked like she was done and she wanted to just stay here beside the pond and fall asleep. She was literally a horse without a care in the world. <laughs> and I stood still with her and just enjoyed the scenery. And while I was standing there, kind of looking at her, it occurred to me how important it is, along with whatever training that you want to do, to some days, just go do something different. Just go do something that's just going to make your horse happy. As humans, we can get very focused on goals. We want to maybe perfect the shoulder in or the leg yield or perfect the circles or get great walk to trot transitions, whatever it is. And we kind of focus in on that and we go, that's our goal. And we go out and we practice it every day. Or we want to get really good at pole work. So we do that like every day for a week or two. But the thing is, our horses aren't machines. Just like us, they love variety and we need to be not so focused on goals and repetition. Now, the weird thing is, it's not everybody realizes the benefits of walking a horse out in hand. Well, first of all, I mean, it just sounds so basic. Why would you only decide to walk your horse in hand instead of riding them? Well, you can do it for your horse to just go and enjoy it and go on a mini adventure together. In hand walks are also a really nice way to break up any repetitive training sessions. They can also help the horse build confidence away from their paddock or away from the horse friends. And it actually solves a major issue that I see a lot, which is horses that are herd bound or horses that are barn, barn sour, I should say. So basically horses that start to panic when you ask them to leave their friends. That's a really common issue. And you might say, well, Elaine, sure, I'd love to be able to bring my horse on in-hand walks and use you know this strategy as variety in our time together each week and help my horse build confidence but honestly my horse is just too dangerous they're too spooky they would just take off do something unexpected scare me or maybe they would just be a lawnmower and they would insist on eating grass the whole time if we were walking on grass or if i asked my horse to leave their friends i'm pretty sure they would start to panic okay i'm going to tell you a secret once upon a time, the lovely Matilda was a grass-eating, herd-bound, spooky horse. If there was a bird in a tree, she could go from 0 to 90 in about half a second. 
if I asked her to leave Ozzy, she would start panicking. And her love of green grass is nearly as bad as my love of handmade chocolate. So here's what I did. We spent time working on building this up slowly, along with working on all of the groundwork exercises in Trail Brave. Matilda figured out that the birds actually weren't that scary. Matilda learned that leaving Ozzy wasn't as bad as she thought and she could actually survive. Matilda learned that I would take care of her and that we could actually be a team together. And Matilda learned a ton of useful groundwork exercises. So even when we're walking hand in hand up a field, we can also be working on maybe some lateral work, a little shoulder in. We can be working on our lightness and softness, all without me even needing to be in the saddle. So being able to walk or being able to add an in-hand walk to your normal training sessions that you do every week, I think it's kind of invaluable to keep your horse happy and interested. And so I think if you have a spooky horse or herd-bound horse, deciding to work on those issues so you can end up with a confident horse that you're happy to walk out in hand just randomly for a bit of variety if the day is hot or whatever, I think that's something that's really worth doing. So your homework for this week, whether it's too hot where you live like in Ireland and you need something handy you can do maybe for 10 or 15 minutes early in the morning or late in the evening, or it's too wet like it is in Australia currently and you need something short to do before it rains again so in between showers and we know tons of stuff about showers in Ireland is nearly always raining here um, your homework is to walk one mile in hand with your horse if your horse is spooky or herd-bound then I would also advise you to look into something like our Trail Brave program to help fix those issues now, I want to give a shout out to some of our students this week. So first of all, to Corey Trimble, who put up a really, really cute photo of her horse who was sitting down in the shade in our Facebook community. And Corey said, I'm in heaven. I decided to just sit down and relax and read my book with Chrome, her horse, after doing some groundwork. He's my first horse and I've only had him for a few months. He was, uh, he's a great boy and I have a lot of work to do with my confidence and he knows that. After a while, he laid down very close to me and he let me sit by his head and pet him while he slept. It was amazing. I'm so excited to grow even closer to this guy. That is so cool. And then we have Nikki. So Nikki wrote, um, she shared a beautiful picture. She was riding her lovely piebald horse and she said, I listened to all of the Listenology um, book and most of the Dancing at Liberty program. I've only managed a couple of the first lessons, but our little Lenny has started to come to me in the field and he walks by my side now. And I'm conscious not to pull him when he stops, which he used to do quite a lot. Um, But I just stop with him and tickle his belly and then he walks on again. I feel our bond is stronger already and I'm having, and I'm so much more confident riding out now. That is magic. It is really good. And then we have Paddy. So Paddy said she had posted up a beautiful, um, actually she had, these are amazing photos. And if you haven't seen them, you should go to our Facebook um, group, Facebook community and go and check them out. But Paddy went to an extreme trail course. The photos are insane. I, com- I was completely jealous. I was like, oh, that'd be so cool to have. Um, so Paddy said, uh, I'm so proud of Ollie and myself. We were invited on a trip to an extreme trail course play date. No pressure or time constraints. So such an opportunity to expand our work on confidence, trust and relationship. No expectations. I thought, let's just try it. And she said, we rocked it. We have never gone over a bridge, walked up hills, huge logs, um, or done the cowboy curtain or anything. Plus she had a five hour trailer ride (laughs) to go and do it. 
And uh, Patty said, we started with the walk. When, uh, wherever her horse wanted to be curious, that's what they did. And then some small obstacles and so on. Patty said, Ollie, her horse, never spooked. They stayed shoulder to shoulder. And the next day, they rode the whole thing together. If he didn't like an obstacle, we didn't do it because there's always a next time. I had such trust and confidence in us as a team. Um, and then she sh she shared some pictures and videos, which were really cool. So I was so impressed. So honestly, if you just want to get some inspiration about what kind of obstacles you could dream of one day, <laughs> having available for your horse, I would definitely go and have a look at Patty's post and see the amazing obstacles and trail extreme trail course setup that um, that she was a. Uh, working through with her horse so well done everybody keep up the good work if you would like to be featured in this section of the podcast or you just like to read some more inspiring stories from our students all around the world literally from canada and the states to europe australia and new zealand all you need to do is join our community at starthorselistening.com that's it for this week see you soon so I hope this was useful. If you would like to discover more about my work and my approach to horses, I am going to invite you to join me inside a free masterclass training that I'm holding. So if you want to learn how to improve your horse's confidence and connection and earn your horse's trust without feeling scared, without using gadgets or force. Now, even if your horse is new or they're anxious or maybe they're herd bound or they tend to spook sometimes on trail rides, you can grab a free ticket to this online training at www.masterclasswithelaine.com. I hope to see you there.